there's significance in the water. In this story, we sometimes focus so much on the wine that we forget about the water. Let's dig in. friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. I know sometimes you doubt if you are truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own. I know that you are praying for a way to know the difference and to be confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word. If you are ready to grow in your faith and your identity in Christ and to confidently step into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org. And for a limited time, I'm offering all of my podcast listeners a special discount of 20% off. You can use the discount code hearing Jesus. That's one word, all caps, to get your discount. There are also some free videos and a leader's guide for you to get started. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Today is day three of the chapter on Mary that we're doing some devotional content from. And today we're going to be talking about the water. We're going to go ahead and read from John chapter two, verses one through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification, containing twenty or thirty gallons each. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim, and he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the head waiter. So they took it to him. When the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, and did not know where it had come from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, they have ser- then he serves the poorer wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. Yesterday we talked about how Mary transfers her authority over Jesus and then she encourages the servants to do that as well. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the servants. I want to talk a little bit about the water though. We skip over this part. We talk about the wine but we forget about the water. The Jewish custom of the time was to use these water pots for this religious cleansing. And so the fact that they were even present and then they were there 
it shows that this family cared about their status with God and they were really taking care to abide by like the religious custom of the time. And I know that we don't understand that, but for them it was super important. And so the words that are used to describe this religious cleansing were kind of the same descriptors that we talk about when we're talking about baptism. And maybe they were part of the, the religious part of the wedding ceremony or maybe they were there for the guests so that the, the, the guests had an opportunity to get their hearts right as they were celebrating. Um, but regardless of the reasons why they were there, they were off limits. It would have been a violation of the religious custom to use those water pots for anything other than purification. Think about that. When Jesus turned the water into wine. To use those water pots for anything other than the religious purification, it would have been a violation of the religious custom. But yet Jesus commands the servants to gather the water. And not only were they obedient, but they did their job well. When it made no sense. When it was a lot of work when it was countercultural, or when it wasn't the religious thing that they had always done. That is something that talks to us in regard to how we serve. And so Mary had set this example of surrender in her own mind, her will, her emotions, and she's commanding them in faith to follow the direction of Jesus. And we see by their willingness that as they follow this like ridiculous request that Mary, who has authority, as she has faith in him, they see her example of surrender and obedience, and that speaks to their heart because they trusted her. And because they trusted her, they also trusted Jesus. And so it was the words of Mary that let those that she was speaking to, that led them to follow and obey Jesus. She was a woman who used her authority to point others to Christ. So what direction did Jesus give the servants after they had filled the water jars? He said, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. I don't know about you, but I've always like thought, okay, what are these guys thinking when he said that to them? Because they had just finished filling the containers with water. Water. <laughs> and now Jesus is telling them to take some out and take it to the head waiter. Uh, okay. But how did they respond? I, I would like to hope that I would just be obedient, but I know the way my brain works. I would have been like, okay, this guy's crazy. Even if I was obedient, I would have been muttering under my breath. But that's it. They didn't ask why. They didn't argue. They took it to him. They didn't wait to make sure that that's what Jesus really meant. They didn't double, double ask 15 other people. They didn't wait for a new picture. They just did what God told them to do. We sometimes need to come to that place. And this is our heart check moment. Has God ever asked you to do something for him that really didn't seem to make any sense, at least in the physical? I'm going to share that from my own experience um, in our wrap-up episode this week. But if not, I want you to imagine how you would feel if God did ask you to do something. And what would be your barriers? What would be getting in the way of you being obedient? If you need to pause it, go ahead and pause it. But I want you to think through the things that would be barriers to obedience. And maybe you haven't gotten to a place where God has been asking you to do the big things. How about the little things? How about 
doing devotions every day or being in God's word every day or listening to God's word every day or praying every day or surrendering your will to him every day. Sometimes it's not just about the big things, but sometimes it's about the little things. Go ahead and pause it and I'll wait for you. All right, if your heart's clear, I want to get back to the the pitchers. So when Jesus told the servants to fill the pitchers, the contents, this is important now, the contents of the stone water pot was still water. It was not yet wine. But we see them be obedient and they're not complaining. We don't hear about their doubts or their fears, but we hear about their obedience. So sometimes the miracle happens after our move towards obedience, despite what we see in the natural. And so Jesus does, before they get to where they're going, he performs this miracle. And those water jars are transformed. But it's not in the timing that we expect. It's not in the timing. Like, okay, none of this made sense in their mind because it was the first thing time this happened. But in our mind, in our physical mind, it would have made sense for Jesus to turn the water into wine before he sent them out. That's not what happened because our timing is not the timing of Jesus. Those jars were, were useless unless they had something to fill them. And that ritual of filling them with water was kind of an empty ritual in the sense that Jesus is the only one that can take care of what's inside of us. And so we see this example of Jesus doing what he wants to do in his timing, in his way. And don't you think that when they went to take that wine out and they saw it was wine, that miracle ministered to them? I can guarantee you it did. I've I've had several times where God has done something that only those of us that were serving could see it. And I have a really cool modern day loaves and fishes story to share with you this weekend on, on Saturday's episode. But you see that all the time. I can tell you so many miracles that I have seen that God has revealed to those that are serving that the general population or the general church did not see. Because God reveals an aspect of his character when we are obedient in serving him. Has there been times where you have been tempted to quit because you didn't know what God was doing or that it was taking longer than you thought it would, or he didn't do it in the timing that you thought he should? I want you to kind of reflect upon that this week. Maybe you didn't understand a direction he gave you. Maybe it's a lot of work and it seems tiring and you're frustrated because there's still water when you're expecting wine. Don't give up. Friend, listen to me. Don't give up. Because you might just be moments away from witnessing the miracle that God wants to do in your life. I want you to remember Mary's example and the example of the servants, faith and obedience. Lord God, I pray for my friends today that if they are waiting on their miracle, Lord God, help them to wait on you. If there's still water where they are expecting wine, Lord God, I pray for a dynamic refreshing of your spirit to empower them in the waiting, to empower them in their obedience as they seek you for the next step. Even if it feels counterintuitive or against the religion that they've been taught or against the way that the world works, Lord God, we thank you that you are the author and perfecter of our faith. So as we step out in obedience to your call, to your words, to your vision for our lives, God, I pray that you would meet us there. I thank you that you are a God that cares intimately about sparing us 
the things that we don't even know. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.